I say it to myself now, you know, oh yeah, you know, running eight marathons in eight days went by quickly like it was nothing. I mean, you just, you sound like an idiot. Diz Runs Radio episode 1112 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just a reminder that if you're looking for some help with your training, I know a guy, nay, I am a guy. Um, If if you're looking for a coach, you know, going forward, maybe working for your next race, maybe, maybe you're thinking, you know what? I just don't want to have to think about what I want to do workout wise and what the progression might be. And I just want somebody to kind of tell me what to do, check in with me, make sure I'm getting things done, help me make the adjustments necessary when life inevitably happens, all those types of things. That's literally what I do as a coach. At least that's what I, that's what I aspire to do. Hopefully that's what I do. And, uh, if, if you think that maybe I might be, uh, a good fit for you. Cause let's not kid ourselves. My style is not the right style for everybody. I mean, I am, I am definitely not a one size fits all coach any more than you're a one size fits all runner. But if you think that my nonsense might work with your nonsense and we could, we could make some sense together. I think, I think this, I don't know. I don't know if that was a good, a good thing or not, whatever. We'll roll with it. If this type of, of ridiculousness might work for you, and uh, you might want some help with your training going forward. Uh, check it out, disruns.com slash coaching. That's the link to the page on the website with all the information, the different levels that are available. If you want more specifics on any of those levels, you can click over to those individual pages as well. Sign-up information is right there. If you have any questions, let me know. Want to get on the phone or the Zoom or the whatever, talk about it a little bit first. Hey, we can do that too. But uh, if, you, if you think it's time to get the the... Figuring out of the workouts off your plate and let somebody else take care of it. I'd love the opportunity to work with you if you think that might be something that you would find worthwhile. Once again, disruns.com slash coaching for all the details. Any questions, give a shout. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is back for another round after uh, what can only be classified as a somewhat chaotic last 16 ish months plus plus or minus a few weeks on on either end uh in that time he finally got the bq that had been uh he'd been chasing for several years um he ran boston he ran halfway across the state of iowa he ran the new york city marathon um, probably a few other things as well and uh, you know even for a guy that that you know runs all the miles runs all the races that's that's clearly a pretty busy year year plus so uh we've got a lot of ground to cover today to catch up with uh returning champion friend of the show mr chris short so chris thanks for coming back welcome back uh appreciate you taking the time this morning yeah thanks for having me again uh looking looking forward to it yeah certainly and, and y'all if you uh, enjoy today's conversation want to want to connect with mr short uh on the instagrams on the twitter same handle both places at c short run and because he's clever it's not C as in Chris. It's C as in what your eyes do. So it's S-E-E-S-H-O-R-T run at C short run on the socials. Um, and if, you, if you're a part of the Facebook group, you've seen him pop around in there quite often as well. So you can find him on Facebook because I think I said this last time, there's only like 47,000 Chris shorts. If you go ahead and search for Chris short on Facebook. Um, so just find the one in the Facebook group because I think we only have one of them there. So that'll be easier to find. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1112 which somewhat seems like an easy number to remember, disruns.com slash 1112. Get you back to the show notes for today. If you want to go back to round one, kind of get a lot more of his backstory and kind of how he got into Mr. Run All the Miles, run all the races, do all the challenges, disruns.com slash 896. It'll take you back to round round one, episode 896 from just a couple years ago. It seems just a couple. Time flies when you're having fun. God, um, yeah. You can, you can probably scroll back in your... Uh, podcast app of choice and find the episode there as well. Again, it's episode 896. So, Mr. Short, you've heard this question before. You've answered this question before, but even when you come back, you get to answer it again. Maybe the question, or maybe, I'm sorry, the question hasn't changed. Maybe the answer has changed. Maybe it's not, but one way or the other, 
Let's uh, let's do it again. What is your favorite distance to race and why? So actually, it it has changed, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your your question a little bit more liberal this time with what is my favorite distance to race um, instead of just just run, which is kind of how I answered it answered it last time. But my my favorite distance to race has got to be the the marathon, the 26.2, and it's just such a dynamic and you know just just a massive effort and you never you never know how it's going to end you know like half of my marathons have ended in me probably walking or blowing up in some way shape or form um and that's that's half of the fun you know it doesn't sound like it but you know you just never know what the weather is going to give you what the race is going to give you what your body is going to give you and then there's that one time where just everything lines up like absolutely perfectly, you know, and, and, and for me, that was, that was at wine glass, um, when I finally got the DQ and, you know, just from, from training to strategy to just in the middle of the race, just, just the, the emotions that you go through when you, when you run the full marathon from, you know, the, the early stages of, man, this is feeling all right. I think I could handle it to the halfway point of, okay, it's, it's getting a little rough, but we're, we're good. And then, you know, to the, to the latter stages in the, you know, 18 to 20 range where you're just, man, I just hold on for dear life. And, and I think I can do something special here. And, you know, at, at some point you, you see that finish line and, and, you know, you realize that, that it all kind of, kind of comes to, to, to fruition and, you know, that, that you did it. So, you know, whether, whether it's, you know, you did it by struggling through and, and, you know, really hard marathon, or, you know, you did it from, the uh you know you you met your goals either way every time you see that finish line it's just it's an amazing thing so yeah absolutely the 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 full marathon yeah and in you know you you painted a, a good picture there i think um in that like it's one thing and and, and i know you've exper- i feel like you've experienced this and i'm trying not to 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 just assume that everybody else knows as much about your running as as i do haven't had the I don't know, the privilege, the opportunity, the misfortune, whatever, whatever you <laughs> want to challenge, call it, yeah. of, of working with you for the last handful of years. Um, but like you run the marathon distance, whether in training or in races, several times where there were no time goals, where, where it was just whether it was a training run, whether it's part of a challenge, which we talked about a, a lot more last time in your, your love of the Philly marathon weekend challenge of all the races. Um, and like, it's still, you know, it's still 26.2 miles. It's still nothing to just, to just scoff at. But when you're not trying to push yourself to be, start to finish as fast as possible, like, I don't know. I mean, it's just like any distance, right? Like, like we, we, I make fun of the 5k all the time. Well, like running 3.1 miles is no problem, but like hammering, running as fast as I possibly can for three, that, that's, that's hard and it's difficult and it hurts. And, you know, it's the same thing for the marathon, only you're extending it out instead of, you know, 20 minutes, 22 minutes, 24 minutes, you know, 32 minutes, whatever, whatever your pace is to three hours, three and a half, four, five, six hours. Um, that's a, that's a long time to struggle. And, and from a coaching perspective, like that's a long time, or a lot of opportunity for things to go sideways, which you kind of mentioned, you know, sometimes those, those marathons, you're going great for 18 miles, 20 miles, 22 miles. And then when, when things go off the rails, they go off in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've had, <laughs> I, I've had every one of those experiences, you know, where, where, you know, you, you start without a time goal and, and this, this does go for every race. I mean, you know, you, you can, you can run a 5k like this, you can run a 10k, a half, a full 50, you know, 50k, any, anything, you know, you, you, you can start with, every goal that you, that you possibly want, you could start with no goals. And then as soon as you start running, you know, some of that just gets thrown out the window because <laughs> the second, the second you step foot out there, you know, that's where the weather's real, you know, the, the atmosphere is real, you know, like New York is a really good example of that. I, I, I firmly believe there's no way that you could really effectively PR at, at New York. You know, I mean, people do all the time and you know, I, I get that, but it's so tricky because there's just so many people. So, you know, even if you have that goal, you know, and then you, and then you show up and then all of a sudden it's just a wall of people in front of you, you know, you know, you just, you just start off on, on, on the wrong foot, but then there's, you know, they're the ones where you just, well, I'm just going to go on a training run. And, and, you know, I, I PR'd at, at the Philly marathon, you know, three or four years ago after running the half and the 8k the day before. And I had no intentions of doing that. I just, I got out there and it felt good. 
and you know things just evolved you know evolve from there so you know it's as a coach i know you like the you know let's plan let's make sure we're doing whatever but then you know when you when you line up and you get to that starting line at least for me like plans usually just go out the window it's just what what's what is the day going to give you and that's probably part of the reason why you know i I probably end up walking in half of the marathons i run in because you know i i have a plan and then i get there and the excitement and the buzz and the you know just the bigness of the moment like well you know let's go for it see what happens and you know well sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't yeah and that's (laughs) and that's the the tricky part of and sometimes frustrating part of going for, for PRs. And again, like we're talking marathon, but this, this, this relates to any distance and it, and it relates to whatever your, your paces and speeds and PR type of, of efforts might be. Um, but like, if you know, by definition, you know, if you're running your personal record, your personal best, like you're, you're going, you're covering a distance in a time that you've literally never run that fast before, or at least you're attempting to. And so, you know, when you're pushing yourself, like, you know, sometimes you get it right, and, and and it could be training related, it could be course related, it could be nutrition related, it could be weather. Like, there's so many factors that, that where things can go wrong, but like you don't know until until you know. So so you just you push. If you're going to race it hard, you push. Um, sure, you might have some guide rails. You might have some. You know, like let's not try to sprint off the line in a marathon. Like let's let's try not to do that. It should feel pretty pretty comfortable, pretty doable for a while. But at the same time, it can't feel like easy run pace, like, like you still got to have some, some, um, you know, some, some focus and you gotta be, you gotta be running with some intention in the early phases. Um, but you know, you get to 18 miles, 22 miles that, that can add up to you. Um, and, and you mentioned that, that maybe New York, you know, in your experience running New York, isn't a race that, that is maybe the ideal setup to PR. And we've talked about this a few times. I've talked about this with a few other folks, but I'd love to maybe dive in seeing as you've run, um, uh, you know, near as I can tell, three of the the six world major world marathon yep. majors, um, the U.S. You, you've run all the U.S. races, um, and and I know Chicago at least once. You like we were kind of looking at trying to PR there. It didn't quite go as as well as planned. Um, but just in general, and and I think people know where my my bias is on here that that maybe the ma- the majors aren't the best races to try to PR for. There might be more try to I feel like try to to have some fun with. But after running three of them, um, what are what are your thoughts on that that line of thinking? Yeah, I think that the the majors are just such an experience on on so many levels that it, it's just it's hard to stay with the focus that you need to to or really like it's almost why would you, you know, because you just want to like, like your Chicago and Boston. I mean, it's, some of them are really hard to get into. Some of them are once in a lifetime type things. So, you know, when, when you're like really focused on just the running aspect of it, you know, then, you know, maybe you're not able to take in the the amazing crowds and the sites that you're able to see and the, the, you know, like, you know, you're not running across that the, the bridge at the, the opening of New York and, and you know, looking at the skylines and you're really just taking it all in. You're you're essentially you know, getting yourself worked up because there's all this traffic in front of you or, you know, there's just, just people everywhere that you can't you know, you can't get into your rhythm yet because it's just so so far removed from you know, just the way the crowds are and, and everything. Whereas, you know, like the the smaller marathons, you know, you you're not gonna have the crowd support. So I mean again, it just kinda depends on how you like, you know, like, do you feed off the crowds? And I, I personally don't feed off the crowds. I, I'm just as easy to, to, to run, you know, you know, by myself with, you know, a, a few, you know, thousand racers and, you know, you know, every once in a while, the people that whose house you go by will, will be out in there with a cup of coffee going, yay, you know, versus, <laughs> you know, New York where it's like 10 people deep for, you know, most of the race, you know, all screaming and stuff, which is great atmosphere, but, you know, some of it's just, you know, if you really thrive off of that, you know, it comes with the downside of the fact that there are also 50,000 other people doing the same thing. And most of them are you know either going to be in your way or, you know, like water stops or just a mess. And it just there's so many places where you can mentally be distracted from the goal that it, it's, you know, and that's that's all the pre-race stuff, you know, over oh, in a big city. So we want to see everything while we're there. Um, you know, I think part of it is is, you know, getting to the getting to the, the starting line, you know, three hours, four hours, in some instances in New York, like five hours early, and then having to just, you know, wait in either 
fortunately or unfortunately, New York wasn't cold this year, but you know, most of the time it's cold. Um, you know, and there are just, there are just so many other things that, that you, I think you miss out on if you try to, to make that your, your PR goal, you know, for the, for the people that, you know, basically go to Boston and use Boston as their qualifier for Boston every other time, you know, they've done it 10, 15 times They're you know, it's old hat for them. You know, that, that's, that's one thing, but you know, then it's also, you know, the, this is my first time running this and this is, you know, this might be the only time I'm running this and, and, you know, it just really soak in the experience and, and cause it is, I mean, it's, it's major, it's called a major for a reason. So, you know, in, enjoy it. It's a, it's at least for most people, that's not something that you're just going to constantly be able to, to experience. Right. Right. And, and yeah, and, and I, I used to do the same thing with, the, the Disney races and I, I don't know exactly when the, the the switch flipped but it was like like because they were close I guess you know like uh, didn't live too far away ran them right re- relatively regularly like we were Disney fans but we'd go to Disney often so like it wasn't that big of a deal so like I would go to Disney and like try to race every time and for a while like I mean I was I was PR and you know it was it was great but then all of a sudden it's like wait a minute like like I can PR in the the whatever the across the street marathon that's that's not you know, like if I want to race one, like maybe that's the race to do it, not the one with 25,000 people and character stops and, and the whole nine yards. And I feel like, like kind of like you said, like, like, you know, you can, you can race the majors or you can like really kind of just soak them in and still run hard or still, you know, still not, not maybe lollygag. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, you know, from the guy that's never run a, run a major, um, I feel like that's the way to do it. But I guess, I guess, you know, I'll take your word for it over mine since you've got a little more experience on the, on the issue. Yeah, I mean, just like everything else. I mean, everybody's everybody's different in what they get out of those kind of crowds and those kind of people. You know, I mean, there are some people that thrive off of that stuff. I'm I'm pretty sure that you and I are not those people, which you know is I will admit, absolutely. So you know, I I would rather, you know, I would rather have a um, you know a smaller you know thousand five thousand type people. You know, enough to wear because I mean I've run them where you know after you know, like a mile, you're basically by yourself. And then it's a training run and, you know, on like trails and, and stuff, um, you know, where it, it's hard to, it's hard to have that motivation because you're not really racing against someone or, you know, like you, you know, I enjoy races where I can kind of lock on pe- to people and either, you know, I'm going to catch you at some point or I'm going to try to keep up with you or, you know, just, just at least where there are other people around you that are racing, you know, crowds or, or not. Um, so, you know, there, there's a happy medium there and, you know, it's not to say that, you know, just the, the enjoyment of running with, with 50,000 people and the hype of, you know, all that is, is, is great. It just, it can be a little much yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. So backing up slightly, um, to, uh, to, to the wine glass marathon, you know, you mentioned the, you mentioned that one in the, the kind of introductory question there. And, and, um, that was the race where you, you finally punched your, your ticket for, for Boston, which, you know, just to set the stage, I mean, they were coming out like, like, that was was fall of 2021, so we were still yep. kind of coming out of 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 COVID and and like races were starting to get back to happening, but it was still a little bit awkward and like you didn't know exactly what what Boston was going to do because they ran the fall they ran Boston in the fall that year, but then what was it going to look like um, for for 2022? Um, but but in into that that marathon, the the wine glass marathon that you ran to to BQ. Um, and again, I mean, I know I know some of the backstory, but for for those that that don't, what were what like that wasn't the, the 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 a plan was it like like there was there was a little bit of of hitch in the giddy up in in what the the bq attempt was going to look like that fall if i remember correctly yeah we had um we had targeted the um the steam steamtown marathon in scranton which is only i've run it before and it's a nice it's a good course um it's it, it falls into right in that sweet spot that we just talked about you know it's like one to i think one to 2000 runners really well supported um really nice point to point you know net downhill course with with of course you know like the last the biggest hill is in like mile 25 as, you know, as because, every net downhill course is because there's always a hill course, at, the, at the finish yeah. yep yeah so um but they couldn't get insurance because of covid and basically had to cancel the race and this was you know, this was always the target for us in in 20 you know 2021 so um and the way that Boston worked that year is it was, it was a fall race. So it was in November. It was like the first, first part of November. So they weren't going to open up registration for 2022 until after the race, until the, after the actual race. So I, 
I had to find something before Boston because I could we could have done Philly, but you know it just wasn't that would have been after the fact. So um, I was basically you know googling on the, the you know Marathon USA site or you know whatever, and like just where is there any <laughs> anything even remotely close that's not you know like hilly or anything like that. And I found found wine glass, which is only it was like three hours away or so, and about two weeks after where we had intended. So and just for the record, that was good enough. Uh, or just for people trying to keep track of this, it wasn't like Steamtown canceled six months out. Like it was relatively last minute. Yeah, right? it was like August. Yeah, it was like a month. Yeah, a month or so out that they canceled. So yeah, it was it was like, I mean, it was also you know when we we tried to BQ in 2018 for for Chicago, it was um you know, that was the year that they also bumped up their standards by five minutes. So you know it's like every time I've tried it, like something at the last minute has come out and been like, no, no, we're going to make it just a little <laughs> bit harder, a little bit harder. So, so we were able to pivot, thankfully. And, and fortunately I was in a really good place training wise at that point. Um, you know, summer was, was pretty massive from, from mile standpoint. Um, some of that was driven by, by the craw um, team and <laughs> yes. just trying to get that stuff up and, and, and knocked out and stuff. But, you know, also just, you know, for, for focusing on, you know, on, on a BQ attempt. So, you know, we pivoted a little bit, but we didn't have to do a lot of, a lot of, you know, extra shifting on that front. So, and then the other op, you know, the other you know, thing was, you know, the last time, you know, the Boston cut their people, you know, the, the number of, of people that were oh, running right. it by like half mm-hmm. in 2022. So like, or 2021, the fall. So, you know, like the, the time that you needed to qualify was like BQ minus like seven, almost eight minutes right. or something. So, you know, for me, a BQ was uh, 310. And, you know, all of a sudden you're like, all right, I need to get like eight minutes less than that. You know, like just not knowing what the buffer was is also another one of those things that it's really obnoxious trying to BQ because you're like, I know what my standard is, but I have to beat that right. by how much I don't know. But, you know, there is a, a pretty significant difference in in running, you know, you know, a 310 versus a 306 versus a 303, you know, and, and just every minute you try to, to move on. And it doesn't matter if that's four hours, five hours, right. you know, any, anytime you're trying to shave a minute or two off of, off of a marathon, you know, it, it there becomes a point of diminishing returns where, you know, you just, it, it's just that much harder. So, um, you know, there's a lot of unknowns on that one as, as well, but, um, yeah, fortunately we were, you know, able to get there, you know, it was easy to get to, had to get a hotel like 50 minutes away because everything was, so we had to get a hotel 50 minutes away. And then it was a point to point race that Melody was dropping me off at the beginning. And that was obviously 26 miles away from, from, you know, the, the finish line. And we were South of the finish line. So we had to drive like, you know, 50 miles just to get to the start line as well. So, you know, we're, we're up early and, and, you know, all that stuff too. But the, um, yeah, it was one of those where the weather was perfect. You know, race conditions were, were perfect. Um, you know, the, the, the field was, was a really good size. Um, and then it was just, <clears throat> we had talked about, you know, it was one of the first races where I just said, you know, I, I had, I had time goals. Like I knew, you know, where I needed to be at like the, the 5k mark, the 10k mark, the half mark. And then at that point, that was all I had. I just put my watch on, you know, elapsed time and, and went for it. And, and it just all, it all worked out, you know, perfectly. And by the time the, the funniest thing on that one was I was at Melody was seeing me a few times on the course, you know, to cheer on and stuff. Cause it was point to point. So she just, just basically followed back. the race. Yeah, right. yeah. So she saw me at the half, um, the halfway point on going on this bridge. And she actually has a video of it and it, it's hilarious because I didn't catch it at the time, but she's, she's looking at her watch and thinking that I'm behind where I'm supposed to be. And I'm looking at my watch going, man, I am perfect. This is exactly where I need to be. So she's just screaming her head at me, just telling me to run faster. And, you know, like, like she was just yelling at me because she thought that I wasn't where I needed to be. And I'm like, I'm I'm good. How you doing? (laughs) You know, just waving to her and all that stuff. And, you know, it's like 13 miles at that point. So, you know, that's the part of the marathon where you still feel like you're doing okay, you know, and, and everything. So by, by 20, it was, it was getting really hard. Like it was just, you know, but I knew that I only needed six more miles and then I was going to make it to, to Boston. So it's just one of those where, 
you know, just the, the culmination of waiting for this, you know, for these conditions to happen for like three plus years, you know, I wasn't about to slow down and, you know, and just not make it. So I, mean, I, I knew that I had it in the bag at that point, but you know, you just had to put the work in. Right. So it was just, I think my slowest two miles were 22 and 23. And then by the time I hit 24, it's like, you know, you got less than a 5k left, just, you know, hit it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as soon as you saw, you know, saw the finish line and it just, it just hit me that, you know, I had actually done it. And, you know, this was, you know, it was finally mine. You know, I, I, you know, I qualified, you know, whether I got in or not, whatever, you know, but, but we, we did everything that we needed to do and the race went exactly as it was supposed to go and we qualified. And that was just, that was amazing. And I mean, I say we, cause I mean, yeah, I ran, but Melody was there every step of the way you were there as my coach, you know, everybody that, you know, supported. I mean, it was just, you know, I just ran from point to point. There was so much else that yes. was involved in, in that as well. So, I mean, it was just such a, such a great moment. And I will, I will send you the picture. Like it's probably my favorite race picture like ever. Um, and actually a good one, which is surprising as well. <laughs> Usually they're, they're horrible, but I just have like my, it was like the moment that I saw the finish line and knew that I was there. And like, I don't know what photographer was waiting for, but like they just, it was like the perfect, the perfect photo. So, you know, it really, really was just a great moment. Um, and at that point, you know, I was, I was spent after that. So, but you know, it, it just, everything worked out perfectly. The entire plan that we came up with went to a T. So yeah, it was great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it, it's and spoiler alert. I mean, I guess that spoiler, the cat, we already let the cat out of the bag. Like you, you did qualify. You did, you did run Boston. Um, and, and yeah, you know, like it's, it's nice when a plan comes together. It's nice when, when all the, the bits and bobs and the, the, the disparate dots connect. Um, but y'all, you also know that I can't not get to this point and then not talk <laughs> about Boston. So uh, we, we kind of touched on on New York a little bit, which is a little bit out of order, but we'll, whatever, it's, it, we'll allow it. Um, Boston Marathon, what was, uh, wh- how was, how was your, your Boston Marathon Day experience? So it was, it was really good. I mean, it, it, was, it was everything that everybody says the marathon is in and of itself. I mean, to, to me, one of the, you, it, sometimes it's it's getting the goal and making it – the goal was always Boston. I mean, for three-plus years, it had been Boston. So, you know, it's just the chase of the goal was this Herculean, just great, amazing effort and, you know, finally got there. So, like, it's not a letdown, but it's almost like this, you know, oh, my God, I, I made it to the end of the journey. And, you know, so, like, there's just so many emotions that kind of go with that because, you know, it's just all this buildup and then you're like – am I really here? You know, did this, did this happen? Like I made it, I got here, everything. I mean, from, from the expo to the finish line. And I had originally signed up to do the 5k with, with Melody. Um, and we, which is run on Saturday and then, you know, the, the, the full is obviously on a Monday. So, but it goes across the finish line. So it goes down the main street and it crosses the finish line. I'm like, I, you know, I don't want to cross the finish line yet. You know, I want to cross it you know, from, from the marathon. So, you know, uh, which was nice because I was able to cheer for her as she did her 5k, um, and everything. But, you know, so we were able to see the finish line and take some good pictures and, you know, do all the, you know, it just, you know, everybody's there in their jackets and, you know, from previous years. And, you know, there's just a really, there's a really good buzz there that's different from New York and Chicago, you know, for sure. Like, I think, a lot of people in New York and Chicago are really, it's a lot of like city orientated stuff. So, I mean, everybody's there and it's a lot of more, I think, touristy kind of stuff and, and, and things. And it's just, it's just a different feel than, than what I got from, from Boston. You know, it's just, everybody was like, cause I think there are other people that are just like me, you know, they've been working so hard to get into this and, and, you know, so it was just the, the history of it, I think was a little bit more prevalent than, you know, in, in some of the other, the other majors. Um, but, you know, from the, the, the marathon itself, um, you know, the weather was, was really nice. Um, unfortunately, I came into Boston with a bit of um, an injury or some IT-related issues. So from, from a pure race standpoint, um, you know, it was not my best marathon, which seems to be my, my MO for majors. But, um, 
Yeah, we can we can get into that a, a little bit because that kind of plagued me through the rest of, of the year and, and um, the MS run in Iowa as well. But, um, you know, so <laughs> so the fun thing about Boston is I was in wave two and I was in the first corral of wave two. So I'm and this is all based off of your qualifying. Right. So, you know, you, you you're you know, the, the faster your qualifying time was, you know, the further up in the wave structure you are. So. I was in the very first corral of wave two, which meant basically there was this long gap between wave one and wave two. So there's nobody in front of us whatsoever. And the start line is there. And I got caught up in, and I've done this at other races yeah. like Disney. Yeah, you, have a, you have a history well, but, of this, right? You know, so this is not surprising, but I got caught up in the, you know, when am I ever going to be able to like start, you know, the Boston marathon. I mean, you know, I'm literally on my, my toe is on the start line, not as I'm crossing along with a bunch of other people, but like, there's literally no, nobody in front of us in the road at, at all. So I was, um, you know, I just wanted to enjoy that experience, you know, just, just to see how it would be like, you know, the elites, you know, that start the race and everything. I mean, it just, it was just, it was really, really cool to be able to see that. But on the flip side, I'm not the best training cycle, nursing a little bit of a knee issue, sitting there with people going, yeah, I think I might do sub three today. I think I'm going to try that. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not going to be me. But you, you, everybody knows Boston's a little bit of a, you know, a net downhill to start with and all that stuff. And I went out way too fast. Like I was, I was pretty close to a 10 K PR at that point. Um, after I hit mile six and at that point I said, all right, I need to slow Way down. So, so you did it I, instead of the twenty mile warm up with the ten k race. You did a ten k race. Yeah, and a I did the ten k cool race. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, pretty all right. Much. That's that's a, that's an interesting strategy that I didn't know about until just now. So that's all right. All right, good. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. You want to you want to guess how it ended up? Uh, I mean, <laughs> exactly it, how you think? Yeah, I'd imagine so. <laughs> I, I I did my own version of the um that I can't remember the guy's name, but you know the runner that's basically done it two years in a row where where he's gone out like a flash at Boston yeah. and, and, you know, blew up. Never, it was never a question of, will you win it? Can you hold on and win? It yeah, was, yeah. It was just, yeah. Uh, can you hold on and, and not yeah. feel like you're going to die for the last 10 miles? Pretty much. So I was, you know, I, it was fine. I mean, at that point I, I started to slow down. My, my legs started hurting. You know, I was able to see Melody a few times and, and, but I mean, everything they say about like the, the you know, the, the screen tunnel at Wellesley, you know, the, the crowds, you know, they were all just, just absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, it, it, the support was there, you know, and this was the first one that had been run in the spring. So on Patriots day since, since COVID. So, I mean, just everybody was out and just super amped up, you know, to return to you know, this version of normal as well. So, you know, that was really, really great to be a part of. And, and, you know, you know, the, the, the right on, I always mess up the street Airbridge. names, you know, the right on, yeah, and then the left on Boylston or whatever. I basically ended up walking some of that. I was like, all right, I'm not going to walk this part. I'm going to do the right, and then you know, and then I went to do the left, and like the finish line was like way far down. <laughs> I was like, well, crap, that ain't going to work. I mean, my legs were just, I, I was, I just felt spent after the end of that one. Like it just, it took so much out of me. And I don't know if this had anything to do with it or not, but you know, Melody had we found out that Melody actually had COVID that weekend and I caught it like the week after that. So, you know, I don't know if there were things going on on that one or if it was just, you know, I just went way too far, way too fast, you know, or whatever. But like, I, I remember walking down Boylston street and just, you know, the crowds were all like, you've got this, you know, you just a little, I mean, everybody was just super enthusiastic and screaming and just cheering you on no matter where you were. But I crossed the finish line and, and like most marathons don't, I don't have that much of a recovery, but it took me a while to get back to Melody. Um, and then I went back to the hotel and basically slept for like 12 hours. Like we were, we were thinking of a driving home that night, you know, and, and I, I just, I couldn't even move. I was, I was out of it for, for so long after that one. And that one usually doesn't happen. So there's a little bit left, I think to do at Boston. I, I'm, I'm, Looking forward to running again. Spoiler alert: I'm going to be running it next year. the The one benefit of the fact that the um, the race was uh, in November and I was able to do a qualifier in October is I got to double dip on wine glass. So 
that got me into 2022 and 2023. So, um, so I'll be able to run it again this spring and hopefully have a, you know, a better training cycle, no injuries, um, you know, and, and a little bit of redemption and, and not only Boston, but also in, in a major, which I haven't really had a strong major marathon run yet. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting that monkey off my, off my back as well. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, if if at first you don't uh, you don't succeed, then try and try and try and try and try and you know yep. keep, keep trying again. Um, so so yeah, so so spoiler alert, you know, you you're going back uh, unfinished business, which will, which will be exciting, um, and and looking forward to obviously you know kind of seeing how that, how that goes. But uh, before we before we run out of time, you know, we got we got something another big thing to talk about. You, you uh. mentioned it there a little bit too. The MS run the US. Um, so you were part of the team last year. Uh, we've we've had several folks on over the last couple of years that are you know we're training for it or post post uh, run and, and kind of debrief a little bit. Uh, but you did you know, I don't know what something stupid 200 miles or something like that in, in eight days. You ended up with with uh, I think eight or I think seven marathons or ultra mar- well I guess they're all a little bit more than a marathon so somewhere between 27 and 31 32 miles and like the the final day you kept it easy only only ran like 10 or 11 miles something like that. Um, but, uh, what was, I don't know. I mean, there, there's lots of, lots of ways we could go with this. Um, but I guess maybe the, the, the first question, what was the, what was the driving force to, uh, to, to do something for a guy who runs all the races and all the miles? I mean, I don't feel like this was a massive stretch, but maybe it, maybe it kind of was, but what was, what was the, uh, the reason to, to do it to begin with? You know, I really, I, I was, I've been looking for something to do with, with charity, you know, a charity run of, of some kind for, you know, just, just in general, you know, like you, you had done the, the goofy thing and, you know, like, like I, I'm running and, you know, from my, my previous episode here on the, on the podcast, you know, you know, that running has been just such a transformational thing in my life. And, you know, it's done, it's done so many good things for me. And I've been able to get a lot out of it, you know, that I wanted to give back in some way, you know, use the running, use my fitness, use, you know, what I've been able to build up and what it's given to me to be able to give back to, to, to others. And, you know, and, you know, from, from a running perspective, you know, looking at at what's available for like charity things, you know, I mean, there's, you know, you could run a race for a charity, you know, like New York or Chicago or Boston or, you know, the Disney ones and, and whatnot. And, and then I found, um, you know, I found the, the MS you know, organization. Um, and you had, you had actually done interviews with, with Ashley, the, the founder and, you know, a few others, but, um, Suzanne from, from the tribe had actually posted in there and said, you know, is anybody else going to sign up for this? And I looked at it and I said, man, you know, if I'm going to do something for charity, an eight day marathon excursion just sounds like, I mean, it was like, it was perfect for me. Like it was just made just for me to do this. And, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, a big challenge. It was, so I ended up, um, in segment 12 in Iowa, which was, technically 205 miles in eight days, but it was really, I ended up around 212 with all said was done. Um, but you mean there weren't tangents in your, there are too many tangents to, to keep it at, at only 205 for a straight. Yeah. Shot? I'm thinking, I'm thinking more of the fact that the, the course was laid out through like a Garmin type, you know, little thing. And, <laughs> and in reality, all the roads that should have been there weren't necessarily right. there or, you know, there was a little bit of difference well, a in real life versus, that you had to make. Yeah. But at that you know, point, like you know, that. what's, what's an extra, but yeah, what's an miles, extra, you know? Yeah, pretty much. So, um, but you know, I, I really wanted to, I really wanted to give back and, and, you know, and the organization, you know, from, from the interviews, you know, I started following you know, last year's relay, you know, and, and following them on, on Facebook and Instagram and the YouTube videos and, and people talking about, you know, their segments and why they're running and, and things like that. And it really just, just piqued my interest and, and it really just seemed like it was, it was perfect. So I applied, um, and, and you know, talked to the founder and, and you know, went through the, the interview process and, you know, it's a lot to raise too, like $10,000. Um, so when I was talking with them, I said, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned about the running at all. I'm more worried about, the fundraising. Cause that's just not something that I'm typically comfortable with. And then ironically, the fundraising was not as tricky as I thought it was. And the running was where the challenge was because I came in with, you know, 
I, I still had my IT issues when when I went when I went there. So, you know, it just I never thought that would have been the case. But you know, I have very generous friends, family, you know, tribe members. You know, I mean, people supported me. You know, as I told my story because I don't have anybody that's directly related to, to MS, and I know that sometimes that's and you know, it's important when you're fundraising to be able to share your story and, and you know why it's important to you and things. But I do have a good story about what running means to me and, and why I want to get back and, and things. And I, I think I was able to help, you know, you know, people sort of gravitate to that and, and, and support me, which, you know, again, it's just another thing of, I ran the miles, but, you know, without the support of, of everybody, you know, Melody and, and, and the, you know, the tribe and my family and, and everything, you know, it, it wouldn't have been possible either. So, you know, it's, that's the, you know, kind of the big un, untalked about sometimes thing and, and running is, you know, the, the support structure that just needs to be there for you to do all the crazy stuff that, right. that you want to do. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's what got me into it. Um, and then, you know, all right. Well, see where you want to go question wise, well, yeah, but so, there's so much stuff to talk about. So, about so on that you one. know, like, like you said, the, the fundraising went, went fairly well. And, and, you know, as, as I often do when I'm talking to folks doing a charity run, like, like it's always curious to kind of hear kind of how, like, like what worked for you. And it sounds like a lot of it was just, you know, put it out there and, and people were generous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really, I didn't try to do anything crazy like a treadmill <laughs> marathon or, I mean, wise I ran choice, a treadmill marathon, choice, yeah. but you know, I didn't ask for money for it. Um, but you know, I, I, I approached my company who, who does uh, the charity donations every year and asked if they would sponsor me um, this year. And, you know, in return, I wrote up, you know, articles, training logs for the client newsletters to try to get people engaged. And, you know, I, I asked, you know, for, you know, anything for like you know, Christmas or birthdays or anything like that to be donated and, you know, things like that. And, you know, then it was, other than that, it was really just the generosity of, of friends and family that, that, you know, pulled the rest together. So, um, uh, it was really humbling yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, not not to give short shrift to the to the fundraising part of it, but like you said, it, like it, it ended up being the the reverse of what you expected. The running will be easy. The the fundraising is is going to be a challenge, and the fundraising went relatively smoothly. Um, but the running was a little bit difficult in in large part because you know how do you train for a 200 mile event? Well, you've got to run, but then you've got you got the potential of of whether it's overtraining or or some niggles or things like that. Um, not to mention. I don't know. I mean, not that I've ever done it, but I feel like the idea of running a marathon every day ish for, for a week or for eight days, like it sounds daunting, but it also sounds doable, but I have to feel like the actual doing of it is maybe a whole different story. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing what your body will adapt to because by, by day four or five, it, it had just sort of become the norm, right? Like this, this is my routine and I wake up and I have breakfast and I go to a road and I just run it until I'm done. And then like, so at no point, at least for me, there was like, there was no point in which I said, you know, I, I can't, I can't do this or, you know, I, this is getting to be too much. It just, your body just sort of adapts to this is, this is just what I'm doing. And, and it's just, it's really amazing. I mean, just, just because if you think about it, I mean, it just, you buy that, but like day four, day five, you figure you're just going to be just exhausted and beat up and just, you know, just not being able to move. And I've talked with other teammates that I've run with, you know, after, after my segment and they were all kind of feeling the same way. It's just that, you know, you just sort of fall into it. And then that's, that's just sort of the way that, that things are. And you're just, you're there in the moment and there's nothing else to focus on. Like, you know, you, you're not working, you're not, you know, you're not trying to pay your bills or you're not trying to figure out what to eat or you know, anything like that. You're just focused entirely on the run. And when that becomes your sole focus, you really just adapt to it and, and, and just get it done. I mean, I, I was, I was really surprised that, you know, injury stuff aside at, at how quickly the days, went by and how mentally locked in I was on the, you know, this is my, this is my segment. This is my task. You know, I can't, you know, I don't want to let my teammates down. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm supporting the, you know, the organization and, you know, being a good representative of them. And it just, everything just kind of fall, fell right into place on, you know, from, from like the mental 
aspect of it to where it just it it went by so fast. And, and again, it's just one of those. You, if I say it to myself now, you know, oh yeah, you know, running eight marathons in eight days went by quickly like it was nothing. I mean, you just you sound like an idiot. I mean, who's <laughs> going to believe that? But it really was the case. It just it really did just fly by. It was over before I even knew it. What was the recovery like after something like that from, and, and I asked that obviously knowing a little bit, but also with the leading question of like, typically you're the guy that's like, Oh, I just ran 45 miles in Philly. Like, can I go run today? And it's like, no dude, like give your, give your body a, like give it 48 hours of a break. Like give give yourself a little bit of, of time. Um, eight, eight marathons ish, eight days. What was the recovery like for that? So had I not come into it with, with, with the, the IT band related issues, I, I, I probably would have continued to be that guy. But, you know, after <laughs> I, I was my body was pretty beat up um, after after Iowa from just the cumulative efforts of, of everything. Like I went from I went from you know, us doing the, the crawl challenge, which had miles you know pretty high anyway. And then, you know, to to a summer of 70 plus mile weeks, you know, to, to be training for Boston, to doing the, the wine glass marathon. And, and I think I only took like a week to a week and a half off on that one because we just had to, to get back up and finish the crawl challenge, which, you know, hindsight probably wasn't the greatest <laughs> thing in the world, but you know, got, got the, got the we, job done. We got it. We got the buckle. So, and then, you know, as soon as that was done, I ran a half on new year's that I probably shouldn't have run as fast as I did. Um, and then just basically said, well, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm in the, the training cycle now for Boston. I have to keep my miles up for Iowa, you know? And so I just, I never let myself rest over the course of, you know, 14 to, to probably a good 14 months, right. basically from 2021 until about February. And then at that point, just a small little niggle started, you know, hitting the side. And, you know, at, at that point it just, you know, I couldn't rest either because I had to, I had to be ready for Boston. And then I had to keep at least some kind of mileage up for, for Iowa. So after Iowa, I finished Iowa on July 3rd and I didn't run for the rest of July. So I took, I took a full month off, um, which is like the first time I've done that in ever ever. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then sort of built back up, you know, kind of back up from there. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm still, you know, to be honest, I'm still recovering from, from everything, you know, like my, the IT band issues are, are in the past, but, you know, I think there's still definitely some, some overtraining sort of lingering sort of, you know, soreness that, you know, doesn't, doesn't go away as, as quickly as it did. But, you know, there's also the, you know, it, just that level of intensity is really hard to keep up for, for so long. And because you have to do all the little things too. And I know we talked about that in my, my last episode of, you know, I focused so much on strength training and stretching and all that stuff. And, you know, as you, you know, as, as you linger on and your intensity keeps up, you know, something eventually has to give. And for me, I, I you know, I didn't, continue that at, at the highest level that I should have. And, you know, ultimately it, it bit me in the butt. So, you know, as I'm, I'm re rebuilding things back now for, for next year, you know, I'm refocusing on, on you know, doing all that stuff as well. So, you know, it, it's, it just, it really comes down to, you know, I knew you asked about Iowa, but that, that was all part of, part of that as well is, is just, you know, you have to give yourself rest and recovery. So that's really what I did after Iowa was, was, made sure that I prioritized that. And, you know, that's still an ongoing process, you know, four months later. Right. This is, is a little bit of maybe the prelude to a conversation we'll maybe have in, in a little bit more in private as, as coach athlete relationship. But um, curious, you know, if, if, if you think, and, and maybe this is where I need to crack the whip a little bit more in the, on the coaching side of things, but, has has this experience and maybe the the realization that there wasn't enough downtime factored into to that you know sixteen eighteen month window, um, something that that you know for being the guy who runs all the miles like like maybe there's there's some level of realization that that you can still run a lot but that more down periods might be a good thing going forward. 
I, I don't want to publicly say that because <laughs> then you're going to hold me to it. Um, I, I think, I think there's, there's definitely a, a limit in which you need to have proper downtime for hard efforts. Mm. Let me, let me say that. So, you oh, know, you're, you're we reach into my little heart rate training heart right now. I'm sorry. Keep, keep we, going. I like we, it. I like it. We had a really good run of, um, you know, of, of high mileage months, you know, throughout 2021. And it wasn't until I didn't properly recover from the hard efforts that things really accumulated. So, you know, like you're running the fastest marathon I've ever run, you know, and only taking a, a week and a half off, you know, is, is not, you know, hindsight, not intelligent, maybe not. Yeah. You know, running a, a, you know, and then, you know, and then running, you know, I think I, I ran Philly that year. So, you know, I ran, you know, another marathon and a half marathon, like a month after, after wine glass. And then I did a 50 K, you know, three weeks after that. And then I did, uh, you know, a, you know, a half marathon where, you know, I, I you know, placed in the, in the front, you know, because I pushed it and then, so it's just then and then and then and then. Right. So at some point, you know, it, the hard efforts have to, you have to be able to recover from them more than anything. And so that's probably what I took out of it more than, you know, I, I need to not run all the miles. I just need to make sure that when I, when I want to push that I am backing off and then you know, giving my body the chance to recover from the push basically. Right. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and it, it is one of those things where, it can be a real slippery slope because you can get away, get away, quote unquote, get away with coming back from a good hard marathon relatively quickly until you add the next thing. And maybe you can get away with that, but then you add the next thing and, and you know, it's just, just, you know, insert metaphor here of snowball rolling down the hill and it just keeps getting bigger. And all of a sudden it becomes, you know, too much and it's, it's a problem. Um, and then eventually it, it does catch up to you. And then, and then, you know, it, it, it takes a while to undo it all. Um, and like you said, you kind of maybe even still, still getting there, you know, a few months later of like, you know, still, still kind of working back into the routine, still getting the strength and the, and the recovery work back into the routine. Um, and, and who knows how it would have shaken out, but if, if you hadn't let that slip post wine glass, I mean, who knows, but like, you know, hindsight's all 2020 and it's easy to Monday morning quarterback, but like, man, it's, that stuff's important until you, and, and just when you think you can get away with, with skimping on it is when it comes back to bite you. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, I, I would make probably a few tweaks here and there if I could go back, but I I wouldn't, I don't think I would change much of it either. I mean, you know, there, there are things that I I had such an amazing time in Iowa. I mean, it it was a, and I don't think I would have had as much success there if I didn't push through an injury and, you know, things like that. So, I mean, and some of that was, you know, just helping build the mental toughness, um, you know, cause there were, there were days in, in, in Iowa that, you know, I couldn't bend my leg and, and, you know, after like mile 20. So it was basically just power walking and, you know, pushing through and, and things like that. Cause it was one of those, you know, like it wasn't gonna, it wasn't like a, a tear or something yeah, right. where, you know, if I keep going, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna cause some injury that I'll never recover from or anything. It was just basically my, my IT band is swollen mm-hmm. and it just needs to rest. So, you know, I was able to push through that stuff, but you know, if I hadn't finished, you know, done all the training or done some of the, the, the marathons that I did leading up to that, you know, what I've had the, the mental fortitude to kind of keep pushing through all that stuff as well. So, I mean, it, it was, I don't think I would change any of it, but you know, if I had to redo it all, yeah, I would right. probably, you know, try to find some prioritization instead of just trying to do all the things. But <laughs> there were just so many, all the things happening at, <laughs> at once at that time as well that, you know, it, it was fun doing it all, but you know, I'm, I'm paying for it a little bit right. now. So, you know, it, it's, but you know, I recognize it, so I'm not trying to do all the things either. So, you know, it, it's you know, building back a little bit, a little bit, smarter but you know i mean what again looking at this year i mean i i just just the thought of everything that's happened this year you know and even you know back to to wine glass probably so you know i mean just it's been a the last 18 months have been you know pretty crazy so this is my downtime from the the last 18 cumulative 
18 months of stuff. So, right. You've mentioned, and I know we're getting close to wrapping up, but uh, you, you mentioned a couple times, you know, kind of some unfinished business with some of the, the marathons and still looking to, to kind of um, the, the majors, I'm sorry, the, the marathon majors and, and still kind of trying to, to figure out how to race them, train them, deal with, you know, 40, 50, 60,000 people running them. Um, but you know, you're halfway to your six stars. Is there, I, I assume that the thought has at least crossed your mind about maybe looking at getting into some of the, uh, the overseas majors and, and, you know, chasing, chasing those, those, uh, you know, London and Berlin and Tokyo. Is that, is that, uh, accurate? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The goal is, is, is to, to get all of them before they add a seventh. So <laughs> you know, they'll probably do that like the week before I'm running whatever the last one is, but you know, I've been, I've been applying to London for the last two or three years. And, you know, I, I, it's one of those that at some point it'll happen or I, I might end up doing, you know, charity or, or something like I haven't applied for Berlin yet. Cause that one seems to be a little bit easier to get into. And, you know, just, we've been kind of trying to figure out when would be a good time to, to, to do some overseas traveling and, you know, some of that stuff's coming back now and, and, you know, we'd be comfortable doing it. And, you know, it, it's a, it's a big thing in and of itself doing, doing that. So, um, you know, just kind of trying to figure out timing wise, but actually I got an email the other day that now that it has three stars, um, there are a couple of like, like London, for example, has a, a lottery for people that just have three stars. Like they oh. give away, like 500 entries or something. And I don't know how many people are, are applying to it that, that fall into that, but there are got to give you better odds some, than just the general lottery. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those like, Oh, okay. I just saw that yesterday. So I'll probably put it throw my hat into that one. And it's one of those, uh, you know, at some point, at some point we're going to hit, hit those. Cause we want to go to London. We want to actually, you know, we, we would like to go to Berlin. I mean, all the, the, the remainder of the places are, are things that we would like to travel to anyway. So, um, you know, it, it would not be the, I would not be sad if we were having to get into one of those, you know, within the next couple of years okay. or so, but my running's not going anywhere either. So I'm, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. But again, hopefully before they add the seventh before star. They, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Although, yeah, but then, then, you know, they, they add the seventh after you've done it. Well, you're still not going to leave that undone. So you're still going to go back well, that and do is it. True. So it doesn't really that, matter that, the timeline. Fair point. <laughs> anyway. Uh, wrap it up. Got to get you something uh, philosophical to to get you out of here. And and I don't know. I mean, I feel like maybe we've we've already kind of answered this, but I'm still going to throw it out there and and see if there's if if there is a different answer or if it's just a, a reiteration of some things we've already talked about. But um, you know, one of the one of the philosophical questions that gets asked occasionally it's on the it's on the list. It's in the rotation. Is uh you know what what is running taught you about yourself? And and I would I would like to narrow it down into the into this last you know. 16 months, 18 months, like kind of whatever the, the exact time, time window is, but you know, 2022 into, you know, maybe the, the, the latter half, latter third of, of 2021. Um, maybe it's what is running taught about, taught you about yourself, but maybe there's also a, a, an angle to go. What is running taught you about others? So I'll let you, I'll let you take it either, either which way, um, whether you want to talk about yourself or, or talk about others as well, but what have you, what is running helped you learn in one of those two areas over the last 16 months or so? Oh boy, that's a that's a broad one. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes sometimes we're we're lasered down. Sometimes we just throw it out there and see what happens. <laughs> I a lot. I mean, a, a lot, obviously. But I mean, you know, from from you know personally, you know, it, it's it's continues to be reaffirming that you know I can do difficult things, and you know I can I can reach the goals if you put in the work, and that that is really a, a good real world example of you know things that could be brought into many different avenues of life, you know, from, from working to other personal goals to, you know, any, any kind of goal that you have, you know, I, I, and people probably get tired of me saying that stuff, but, you know, because you're a runner, you have to talk about running all the time. So, you know, like you're looking at work projects or you're looking at things that you want to accomplish, you know, it, it's the, you don't have to go out and run a marathon on your first run if you want to, to finish a marathon, you just need to go out and start running and then you build off of that and you build off of that. And then before you know it, you're at a place where, you know, you're doing something that you didn't think was, was even remotely possible. And that's, you know, the same thing from like fundraising of, you know, like looking at, Oh my goodness, I have to raise $10,000. You know, how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to do it by raising a hundred dollars a bunch of times. And, you know, that was, that was how I approached 
um, you know, the segment in Iowa as well. You know, I don't have to run 205 miles. I just have to run one mile and just repeat that right. 205 times, you know? So, you know, being able to really sort of sort of segment and, and bring things down into, you know, the basics of just put one foot in front of the other and go get there. And then also, you know, running is, you know, it's very individualized, but that also means that you can have this, but you have to have this major support system in order to accomplish, you know, your goals. So it's all about, you know, your team and, and whether that's the, the MS run the US team where, you know, we went from one side of the country to the other uh, as a group, you know, everybody had their own individual parts, but, you know, that cross country trip would not have happened if it wasn't for, for, um, you know, for, for the 19 others that, that did it. And, you know, I wouldn't have made it into Boston if it wasn't for, for Melody. Um, you know, I, it just wouldn't have happened, you know, her support and, you know, being there for every race and, and all that. So, you know, from, from, you know, from that standpoint, you know, just the importance of being a little bit vulnerable with, you know, what you're looking to do and, and letting others help you and support you. And then, you know, in turn, finding ways that you can support them and, and, you know, other good causes. So, you know, it, it just running is such an individualized sport, but it's also such a broad group, you know, like, and, and it, it's, there's so many ways you can get back. So, you know, whether it's, it's running for charity or volunteering for a race or cheering on other people, you know, you've got your struggles that you're working towards or your goals that you're working towards, but everybody else has their own unique goals. And, and it's just, none of it is, you know, competitive, you know, none of us are making our living off of, you know, trying to run or, you know, win Boston. So, you know, we can just take all that energy and use it to support someone else. And that's, that's the thing that just, I just love so much about running and, and, and you know, the groups that I'm involved with. Same, same. And uh, I'm not going to try to, to make that any muddier than in, uh, it's not muddy. I'm not going to try to muddy it uh, by, by yammering on too much. And I probably yammered on already, already too much, which is kind of on brand around here. But anyway, uh, y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode and you want to uh, connect with Chris, if you haven't done so already at C short run on the socials. And again, that's S E E S H O R T R U N all one word, but it's uh, the word C at C short run on Instagram and Twitter. Disruns.com slash one, 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 two for the show notes for today. Links, photos, the whole nine, and of course, if you want to catch up on our first chat, which we referenced a couple times, but we definitely didn't get, we didn't, we didn't go back down memory lane too much. Uh, so if you want to, if you missed that episode, or if you want to just refresh on it, it's episode 896. So disruns.com/slash 896 will get you there, or you can just scroll back a few hundred episodes in your podcast app and find it. I believe if you're looking for dates, I believe it was a, a November of 2020 release somewhere in that, in that range will help you find it, help you narrow it down episode 896. So Chris, uh, it's been a, it's been a heck of a year, my friend, uh, been a year and a year and a half ish or, or whatever the exact timeline is. Um, m- many successes, glad to, to play some little bit of a part in the, in the, in the routine. Um, and looking forward to seeing what, what the new year has in store for you and, and beyond that. But, uh, thanks for making the time again today. We'll, we'll do this again in a couple of years, maybe, but, uh, you know, until, until we talk again, which will be before this episode even gets released, but, uh, thanks for the time today and nothing but the best for you going forward. Yeah. You too, man. Thanks. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Chris and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's conversation. What was your uh, takeaway du jour, du jour? Um, for me, it, it kind of came right there towards the end. But uh, the idea that, you know, Chris was talking about being willing, like remembering that as much as running is a solo endeavor, like there's room for support, right? There's room for helping each other out. And I think that it it really stood out to me because I'm, I like to think, I don't know, maybe you would disagree, but I like to think I'm pretty open to helping out where I can. You know, I'm I'm willing to to do what I can to try to chip in a few bucks for for charity runners for uh you know doing the podcast you know like answering questions you you ask stuff on on email or whatever and I mean obviously it's kind of my job but like also just you know trying to to support local races and trying to to just do what I can within the running community on social media, cheer people on, support them, you know, whatever, whatever the case might be. Um, but where I struggle and, and where the takeaway comes from for today for me 
is being willing to to maybe ask others for help as well. You know, I mean, it comes back every time we talk about charity running and my my struggle with with you know asking for for donations and how hard that was. Um, but just other stuff in general, and and not even just running, but just like like oh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to burden somebody, right? Like I don't I don't want to um, ask ask for a favor um, because you know I don't I, you know I don't know. And I, I think how how often when somebody asks me for for a favor, am I like feel burdened, right? Like like occasionally, you know, sometimes people go a little too far. Not very often though. Um, more often than not, I'm happy to help out, right? Happy to to do what I can. And I think most people are like that. You're probably like that. Yet I hesitate to to ask, right? I hesitate to make myself vulnerable to say I, I need some help with this or I'm struggling with this. Whatever, whatever this might be, running or otherwise, right? And so that was just my my reminder today of of of, of of just remembering, trying to remember that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to to make yourself vulnerable. And most people aren't going to think less of you for doing so. And quite frankly, you know, and this is a little bit cliche, but like I think it's it's a whole lot true as well. Those that that might think less of me for being vulnerable for asking for help, like they're probably not really worth my time anyway. Right. Like it's, it's the same hesitation I had for years talking about coaching and being like, well, God, you know, like I, my, my PRs are, are X and how would anybody that's, that's looking for a coach want somebody who's not faster than that. It's like, well, those that, that are going to judge me based on whether or not I've qualified for Boston or, or whatever, like they're probably more of a pain in the tuchus to deal with as a, as a, a coach and an athlete than I want to deal with, you know, and, and the folks I have now, they don't care. I don't think maybe they do. And they just haven't told me but they don't care that I haven't qualified for Boston. They're, they're worried about, can I help them? And I like to think that maybe I can. So anyway, that was, that was my takeaway today. Just that, that little reminder that it's okay to ask for help. Even maybe, especially when you feel like, like I feel like as, as the coach, as the guy who makes his living in the running space, like maybe I should, I should know these things. Well, I don't know everything. And I know that yet. I still don't ask for help when maybe I need it. Or maybe when I don't know something. So I don't know. Somewhere in there was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? If you're willing to share it, I would love to hear it at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, if you're want if, if you want to head over to the show notes for today, you can you can have that comment section all to yourself, or at least as much of it as you want. Dizruns.com slash what's the what's the slash for today? Slash eleven twelve. Dizruns.com slash one 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 two. We'll get you back to the show notes for today. Of course, we got photos, we got links, we got the whole nine, we got that comment section down there at the bottom of the page. Also, while you're on the website, or if you're interested in having somebody help you, didn't quite mean to make that the transition, but hey, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I guess I kind of meant to make it the transition. But anyway, coaching services are available. The 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 sign is, you know, we are open for business. So if you're looking for a coach uh, and you think that that my nonsense might work for you, my my style. My, my personality might mesh with you. Uh, if, if you're a fellow degenerate, I guess was how that would have to be, uh, how that would have to work itself out. Uh, clearly, Chris is a degenerate. We work well together. Maybe you're a degenerate as well. We might work well together. Dizruns.com slash coaching. Check out all the information on the website there. If it sounds good, let me know. We can get you get started. If you have questions, let me know. I'll answer them for you. And if you're like, yeah, no, absolutely not. No worries. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, and, and, Hope that you find a coach that would be better suited for you. Because let's not kid ourselves. I am not everyone's cup of tea. So there's that. Anyway, hope if you, at least you, at least maybe the podcast is your cup of tea. Because if you made it to this point, you must like it enough to, to keep on keeping on. But anyway, until next time, y'all. Thanks for, thanks for the time and attention. Thanks for taking Chris and I with you today. And uh, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all.